0: Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips NFL Podcast. We are back and talking all talking all things American football. It's just me today from the usual four, but I'm joined by two very special guests. Uh, I am your host and Dolphins fan Andy, and I'm joined by first of all TikTok creator uh, who posts videos on mainly American football, um, mainly being comedy or her NFL for dummy series. Um, it's Ash and the NFL. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you. Beautiful weather finally here in the UK. Oh, A little bit on the hot side. Yes, yeah. I know, struggling not to complain, um, but my my beautiful Irish skin is struggling still yeah. with it a little bit, um, but yeah, it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think it's classic sort of UK attitude that in January, February, we're all thinking, oh, I can't wait for the summer, I and mean, then as soon as it comes, we're all saying, oh, it's too hot now, it's too know. hot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. And our second guest is a well-known British presenter who's best known for his work on ESPN and the BBC, whether that being the NFL show with Nat with him. Um, O.C. and Jason, or um, his podcast, The uh, Nat, Coombs, Nat Coombs Show. Um, so I am joined by Nat Coombs. How are you?
2: Good to be here. I uh, It was really warm all day in London until about 15 minutes ago. So I was hoping for like a Cliff Kingsbury kind of vibe behind me, right? Um, <laughs> uh, with the backdrop. And then the rain came down. I had to shut the windows. It's kind of far less exciting than, than it could have been, but nevertheless good to be. So not the
0: same sort of house as Kingsbury either
2: similar i mean there are a lot of similarities between me it's so many really between me and Liv the house house is just one mere mere similarity
0: Brilliant. so with any of our new guests that come on the show to talk nfl i like to sort of get from everyone why they support the teams they do so for example i am a dolphins fan thanks to a family holiday slash a slight geographical mistake on Madden. Um, So I want to get both your guys opinions on why you support the teams you do. So if anyone watches Ash's content, it's pretty clear the team she supports. Um, So why are you a Packers fan? (laughs) Um,
1: Oh my god my story is just such I feel a bit of an odd one and it doesn't involve a family holiday or vacation or anything. Um, I think I was literally brought into the, the beautiful NFL world by an old friend um, and suddenly said to myself, right, I want to invest myself. And from that, I've got to support a team. And um, so I went on to kind of NFL Shop Europe, had a look at all the jerseys and thought to myself, green and gold, I like that. It's like my favorite one stood <laughs> out to me. And then from that, I did my research, got kind of behind the history of the Green Bay Packers, Lambeau Field, um, and basically just fell in love. And the rest is history.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean- I think the Packers definitely one of the more sort of cooler teams. If you look at the stadium, you look at sort of the colour sort of schemes they have going on, I think a lot of people choose the Packers, but for Aaron Rodgers, but also and Brett Favre in the past, but I think as well, just the, the colour scheme they've got, similar to Miami really. I think it seems to attract yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people. Talking to Miami, and um, that is a Miami Dolphins fan. So you told me the only team to
2: support. It's jammy that the Packers have to be one of the most successful franchises <laughs> in, the, in the
0: history of the game, as
2: well. I mean, I thought I was onto a win but when I picked the, the 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 Dolphins. I think probably like many uh first wave of, of NFL fans in this country. I was a kid in the Marino era, right? So I turned on, and that was a good punt. I thought, and I didn't have a. We didn't do a family holiday, in Miami. I didn't have a. I didn't get any of the merch brought back to me, anything like that, it was, I like the way this team plays, the Cavalier, the Marx Brothers were great, Marino was a legend. Uh, And I thought this is, they're exciting and Cavalier, but they're probably going to win quite a lot as well. (laughs) How wrong (laughs) was I with that one? uh, Still, it's going stronger. Things are looking up, as they Mm. say, things are looking up, maybe this is our year.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. And we will mention that later on in one of our questions we've got for you. So our first part of the show is going to be just going over some sort of recent NFL news. Um, So the first topic I wanted to go over with you guys was basically about um, Cam Newton, the Patriots quarterback. Um, He's recently come out with comments saying that this year is put up and shut up sort of thing. So he's sort of making it very clear that it's his sort of uh, maybe one his last chance to really, really sort of impress and try and get, especially with Mac Jones being drafted this year. So just want to get from you guys' opinions really about what? Do you think he's got much left in the tank? Do you think he's he's done? Do you think he's got some left, or can you see at some point in the season uh, Cam Newton being dropped and um, Mac Jones taking over in the starting role?
2: You know, I hope I hope he does have something left in the tank. He's one of my favourite players to watch, and I think he gets a bad rep off the field as well. You know, I know at times he is has been challenging in, uh, in, in post-game interviews, but I, I kind of sympathize with that. I mean, you know, obviously most significantly after the, the Panthers' Super Bowl defeat, and he took a lot of flack for that. I think I would be similarly fed up after not performing to the standard I had all season long and have lost the biggest game of my career, you know? So I think it's a little bit unfair. I love the fact that he is a, a flamboyant character and a colorful character of the field. I've been re-watching, actually the Panthers All or Nothing with mm. one of my sons, um, who is who has got the bug and is is a big fan. So we've been watching quite a few of those, and it reminded me how much I like Cammy as a character, mm. you know. And so I really want him to succeed. But your question was Willie. I I have to say it is less rather than more likely. On a positive side, if we're looking at Gloss Half I think he showed. A fair bit before he got COVID last season, a lot of people talking about his shoulder and his injury and he's done. He's never going to be the same, but I think we can underestimate how different he was after he came back from COVID it A weird season. Anyway, he had no preseason. The Patriots had one of the weakest offenses in terms of weapons around him. And that's all changed now, right? They've gone big, they re up to left, right and center. And Josh McDaniels is a, uh, still one of the, the smartest schemers in the game. So I think the Patriots will be contenders, and therefore I think Cam has a fighting chance of being back in the groove. Are we going to see MVP-level Cam ever again? I don't know. But are we going to see Cam better year on year? I think there's a good chance.
0: And has your son followed suit with your team, or if you gone for someone else?
2: They both went. I've got two boys, and they both... Well, they, they haven't really nailed their colours to the mask. They kind of went Texans. Um, partly because they came, their first live game they they uh, went to see was the Texans, Jag. So I got them a jersey. It was a special day actually because I was doing that game for the Beeb, and uh, and they were in the crowd. And I could see them from from the booth. So that was kind of quite special. And I got them Texas jerseys for that game. My youngest went JJ Watt. I suppose, officially their team, but they haven't uh, as yet come out. So if you ask them, are you a Texans fan? Is my connection a bit unstable? I'm kind of. You were frozen then, so did you miss all of that? Yeah, I, <laughs> I
0: missed that, for Yeah, I wasn't sure whether it was
1: just me or whether it was everyone. <laughs> I thought it was me, so I just stayed still. <laughs>
2: yeah, a wise move. I don't know if yeah. I, was, I was telling the world's most boring story and you were just... <laughs> so, okay, very quick version of that story, I bought some Texans jerseys. My youngest went JJ Watt. My eldest went Deshaun Watson. <laughs> so the Deshaun Watson jer- jersey hasn't seen oh, no. much, much mileage recently. And... Um, uh, and we might be rethinking. I don't think. I think they they are leading towards the Texans. Terrible as they're going to be, but hey, we're West Ham fans as well, so we're kind of we're going kind of
0: used to that, right? <laughs> so you're pretty much used to it. Then pretty much used to the disappointment. They're used to it. In. Oh. All good, good. season last year. Good season. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, like yeah. the Dolphins, we're trending. Yeah. <laughs> and Ash, what are your thoughts on Cam Newton? Do you think he's got much left in him?
1: I. I'm kind of agreeing with Nat, I think, on this one. I'm definitely leaning more towards, um, more towards, you know, are his best days kind of maybe behind him? I think yes. I think, um, you know, his definite first year with the Patriots was slightly disappointing. I mean, looking at his numbers and his figures and everything, um, things just weren't, I think, in his favour. He is definitely an entertaining character. Um, you know, I do like watching him as well, kind of on the field and off the field. Um, you know, he's definitely somebody that does stand out to you. Um, but in terms of, you know, his performance and what's going to happen this season, um, I do believe that, you know, he's going to have to prove himself really kind of early on. Um, within the season, whether it's the first couple of games even going in, um, you know, if he doesn't perform well and, you know, in his words and stuff, you know, if, if he doesn't show up and turn up and stuff, um, you know, I definitely think Mac Jones could have, you know, definitely starting potential and stuff. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens, especially with preseason literally around the corner and training camp starting and stuff as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but I think the good thing as well is that the Patriots have definitely um, expanded and worked on kind of their pass catches in the off season too. So maybe that'll give some support to Cam Newton as well. Um, but we'll see, I think, you know, definitely an improvement anyway on last season um but as we've already said as well is it going to be you know 2015 kind of mvp cam i don't think so
0: yeah and i think personally he's absolutely done but i do think if he's gonna have a chance this year this year because they really have gone out this offseason really tried to help him with weapons so i do think that if he's going to succeed now's his chance but i do think that with a young quarterback breathing down his neck. I can't see him lasting the whole season, personally. Uh, thanks to form, but also injury. Um,
2: yeah. You know what I love about that is that Ash and I gave really positive, diplomatic, <laughs> glass half full answers for Cam. Andy came with, I think he's absolutely done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might drop. Walk out. <laughs> that's all you need.
1: And
0: we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my done. Yeah, I think it could be opposite. really. I think he was done a couple of years ago. To be honest, I think. He- came to New England. I don't think he was really, could everyone mention these gym workouts, but I don't really think that's ever, you know, gone, that really makes any difference on the field, what they do off the field. So yeah, I, I think it's sad because I do love him. I think he is one of the great characters of the league. Mm. Uh, I, I, he's one of the best to watch, um, but at the same time, I, I, I can't see, with all the injuries he's had, um, I, I just can't see him personally succeeding. But my next question, it's a nice segue from that to previous point. Um, First of all, former 49ers and Seahawks corner, Richard Sherman, was arrested um, for trying to break into his, I think it was his father-in-law's apartment uh, before. I think he pleaded not guilty in the end. Uh, Also, Deshaun Watson, um, his allegations continue to be there. They haven't really gone away as of yet. They're still ongoing. Um, Do either of you see any way either of these players, albeit commit different age groups, um, do you think there's a way for either of these players to be playing next season?
1: Oh, um in short I think my answer Richard Sherman no sadly um but Deshaun Watson potentially a yes um more of a yes than a no but I do think there are some like really big factors that come into play kind of for both parties and that is just kind of the legal questions that are surrounding kind of everything at the moment and what the NFL will kind of do with them um I, do like, I think the Richard Sherman story is, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking on the one hand and stuff. But, you know, um, I think he might maybe just bow out and kind of, you know, see what happens that way. Um, but the Deshaun Watson situation has just been incredibly interesting. And he's just been so quiet all year, especially across social media. And then I read an article, I think um, quite recently, actually, that he liked a comment or, you know, like somebody's Twitter post in regards to um, an NFL fantasy um, post and that kind of sparked massive speculation um, you know does he believe that he's going to come back for a season um you know do the Texans want him back uh, there are so many kind of unanswered questions on that side um so you know definitely leaning more towards the potential yes for Deshaun Watson um but it's still kind of a bit murky grounds definitely definitely at the moment
2: Yeah, it's it's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, from a a footballing perspective, it's astonishing to look at the Texans collapse, right? This was a team Mm -hmm. that was, you know, a serious contender just a couple of years ago, right? Uh, Which is obviously why I said to my boys, you're you're in safe uh, (laughs) safe hands there, little did did I know. Mm -hmm. On a serious note, um, and and it is in both cases, you know, very serious situations, I think um, it's important to be clear that in Deshaun Watson's case, although cases plural, right? Um,
1: yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: nothing is is um, has been finalised yet. There's not not kind of unequivocal. Um, uh, there isn't unequivocal conclusion as to what uh, exactly he is guilty of or not or otherwise. So we, I think, in any situation, uh, particularly for all of us who are detached from it and are reading reports and information, but not most in the cases very few people will be we have to reserve judgment however difficult that might appear in the face of so many different um plaintiffs and and the majority of it is of course civil cases but it doesn't look good let's be obvious, you know clear about that it doesn't look good for the watson and i think that if um uh, if it is a case of is it more or less likely that he plays a season? I think it's probably less. It is really interesting the amount of buzz that's still around him in terms of how where the Texans might deal him and, and where his landing spot might be. There are plenty of media looking afar and thinking, well, okay, there is a, a seemingly a market still for him. And that is understandable if he does um, get past this, whatever that looks like and whatever that means. And outside of the civil possible criminal cases, there is, of course, the NFL's own assessment as well. If he does get past it and irrespective of um, the timeline there within reason, you know, he's still a young man and could still come back to the NFL potentially, but it doesn't look great. Sherman is, I agree totally with Ash. I think it's really sad. It doesn't condone his the behavior. And I'm sure a lot of uh, you have seen the video cam or the, you know, the camera footage um, and it's quite jarring uh sherman has stepped up and said he's had mental health problems and depression specifically recently or it's come out i think his his um his partner said that and uh and that's difficult to 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 see somebody who is such a big has been such a big part of the nfl for 10 years and such a great character on the field and is one of the the real superstars of the league and is a hell of a player to see him behaving like that is is really sad um can he bounce back from it i think absolutely um i think that that he clearly needs some time to get his head straight and again none of this is condoning what he has done but it's easy to judge from afar we don't really know the full details um does sherman have a future in the nfl yes i think so does he play next season i think a lot depends on his mental health but beyond anything else
0: yeah i mean think English Sherman is that unlike Sean Watson he's quite late on in his career and I don't know whether teams, especially as a free agent whether they're going to want to pick up someone who's had this going on, they may I can't see him playing next year, same as Sean Watson Um, but I do think that whilst Watson I think he'll get a chance again maybe after a year or two of not playing uh, I don't think that Sherman has a lot left because I think he was, even before this. I think he was probably reaching the end of his career and I think this could just be the foul on nail in the coffin in terms of uh, maybe ending his career like that. But what a sad way to go out for such a legend of the game. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you have one more year left, and maybe you'll have like once everything's settled, once it's all been sorted out. Maybe you'll have one one last year. Maybe. Yeah, but it's so hard to tell. It's so to that know. is a
2: good point as well. You know, as you say, when things are settled, because you never quite know where it's week fourteen, and you have got a contending team that gets an injury at corner. Suddenly the phone rings. You know, yeah. so there there is a chance. And I think you know that Sherman has done it at the highest level. That knows what it's like to be in the deep waters of of the the postseason. So, in that respect, again, from a footballing perspective, he's a good guy to have around your locker room, right? So, if I think he can get his head straight, and then you know, for sure, I think he'd be a real asset to many teams.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, right, the one Ash was probably dreading the most. The next point, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> the um, Aaron Rodgers holdout continues to go on, and there's been actually today or yesterday there was talk rumors coming out of that he actually denied a new contract offer which will make him the NFL's highest paid player so I'll go to you Ash first um do you see Aaron Rodgers playing in Green Bay uniform in
1: 2021 yes and that is very <laughs> confident that is <laughs> <laughs> okay another one <white> um <laughs> I think I'm Oh, God, the amount of people who message me and say that I'm clinging on to hope um, that he isn't coming back and everything. um, I think he would just be stupid not to, really. Um, I mean, the NFL draft, um, day one, it falls on my birthday every year. So obviously, previous year, when they drafted Jordan Love, um, that was a bit of a knife in the heart on the birthday night. And then this year, when kind of that bombshell news dropped again, Um, I was just like, girl cannot catch a break (laughs) Um, with (laughs) the Packers and the draft. Um, But, you know, looking at Aaron Rodgers coming back um, last year, winning MVP, I mean, the man came back with a vengeance. Um, And I just think to myself, third time has got to be a charm. We just have to win that NFC championship game. And I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have it in him just to bow out like this. I think there's definitely a lot of unanswered business um that he wants to achieve and everything um but you know on the same side uh you know Aaron Rodgers has made it clear um that you know he's very unhappy and stuff with how some of the situations um you know the Green Bay Packers front office um has kind of dealt with things and especially you know that's thrown Mark Murphy and stuff in the line of fire um and I don't know whether I'm just being a bit optimistic by saying obviously no news is kind of good news um you know nothing has nothing has happened um but in turn that makes a pakistan very frustrated um I mean training camps and stuff they start next week and we just have no idea really kind of what is happening we're kind of just speculating um there was news you know that he kind of renewed his um country club golf membership there was news that his house in, um, you know, in Green Bay and stuff in Wisconsin was getting deep cleaned. Um, I don't know, <laughs> we just grasping at straws? I have no idea. Um, I want to know
2: why it was deep cleaned. What was going I on know. in the house? It's needed a, it's a big <laughs> off season, obviously.
1: Exactly, they were just like, could it be an Airbnb? Could it be getting ready to be sold? And I was like, nope, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, oh my God, like, I just don't think I'm ready to see Aaron Rodgers go. I think when I first um, started following NFL, I kind of, the first American football story that I watched was the Brett Favre one. Mm -hmm. And I just think, oh my God, history is definitely repeating itself in Green Bay. Um, But, you know, whether it's a question of, does Aaron come back? Does he play one more season with the Packers and then he gets traded. That's definitely another rumour and another conversation that I've seen kind of floating around and kind of on fan kind of boards as well that I follow too. Um, But, you know, I, I don't see the Packers trading him. I mean, they've ultimately said they don't, they don't want him to go. Matt Lafleur has said, um, you know, he wants him as his QB, as long as Aaron Rodgers, you know, wants to kind of stay around as well. Um, So, I really hope he turns up. I'm a believer that he's going to turn up and he's going to play. Um, but, you know, also a bit disappointing that he's kind of, you know, kept so quiet during the off season um, as well. But Aaron Rodgers has a plan. He always does. So I think it's just holding out for another week and just praying to the Green Bay gods that things align for us. Finally, this season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what do you think that? Well,
2: firstly, I think that maybe the golf country club and the deep clean are connected and that they had some big old bash at the country club that progressed Aaron Rodgers' house. And that's why that's <laughs> they, they needed Guys the deep you. <laughs> you See, That's my positive theory for you, Ash. Um, I, I have some great points made there. Not least, I think, that Rodgers, I don't think we'll want to go out like this, you yeah. know, uh, at Green Bay. And I think um, we're underestimating, or uh, I think people are underestimating... Um, he's always been a bit chippy, right? Rogers from day one has always been a yeah. little bit like this. And so the further into his career he gets, which depends which way you look at this, clearly one of the most talented quarterbacks of, of his generation, certainly perhaps to ever play the game. Has he under delivered in that respect? And that opens up a whole can of worms of how difficult it is, I think, to evaluate a quarterback solely based on rings, but he will look at it and think of one ring, there should be more and time is ticking, right? So- yeah getting angsty of course i would be furious if i was looking at that particularly the receiving core and but collectively the offense going into last year's draft and that draft full of brilliant receivers and the draft my successor of course that's going to put your nose out of joint. anyone listening to this right now if you apply that to your own professional situation whatever it may be that's going to wind you up so I, i all of those things i get why he's disgruntled and let's talk about how superb he was last season. And so if Rogers has a fractious off season, sure. I think that won't necessarily help some of his teammates, particularly the younger receivers. I'm interested what Ash thinks about the, the current receiving call, but he can slot right in week one, irrespective of how disruptive a, but, you know, an off season and a preseason that he's had, I think quite a few people are sleeping on the Packers. I think Rogers will be at Green Bay next next season. And I think you're going to be contenders again. And it wouldn't surprise me if he goes one better than he did last year where he was fed up, had that swagger, wanted to prove points. It's an offense that collectively it is a year uh, more cohesive. And I think Rodgers could go off. I, re- I, lo- I think the Packers could surprise a lot of people this season. I really do. Ash, what do you think about the, the receiving core in particular? Is it enough?
1: Um, oh, I think with everything, it would be stupid of me to say that there is definitely no room for improvement or, you know, definitely nothing more that we could do. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, on paper, definitely, you know, looking at everybody's stats, figures, what they've done and stuff and seeing just the level of improvement year after mm-hmm. year. Um, I'm so here for my team for kind of you know the receiving core the offensive line like even the defense stuff I'm so here for kind of everything that Green Bay has um it's definitely a contending team um and you know even with the likes of MBS and stuff and you know the fumbles Mm. that he did last year and Mm. you know um, you know, the backlash from fans and stuff that they got from that. But you know, mm. you've got to remember that even like Devontae Adams and stuff, when he first started his first two seasons, um, you know, he was kind of the same. But then you look at kind of like Robert Tonyan and what he's done as well in tight mm. end. Um, oh my god, he had a fantastic year. Yeah. Um, really. I believe anyway. Um, so I definitely think, you know, Green Bay, it's a contending team. Um, like you said, I definitely think um people underestimate what we can do but then you know mm. i also believe that green bay packers is kind of it's fun to put a bit of hate on the packers as well mm. um but you know rightly as you said as well just to kind of reiterate your point i do think aaron rogers is um a bit of a disgruntled man a bit of a character and stuff um you know might take a while to kind of you know soften him up and everything and get to know him a little bit as well um but that's just the way i think he's always been yeah um, he isn't going to change. Um, but yeah, I think my dream is definitely for him to come back this year. We're going to get to the Super Bowl. He's going to get himself another ring, and then he's going to go and host Jeopardy. And that'll be, back. <laughs> and that'll
2: be it. And he's done. And that'll be it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, <people> would love. <laughs> you know what? I would love to see. I think maybe more than anything else this season, other than of course the Dolphins winning the Super Bowl, would be the Packers cool. getting to the Super Bowl, and first quarter, maybe the first drive of the Packers uh, offense rogers goes down and not with a career ending injury serious, but he's out for the game right and that means blake Bortles has to, st- has to oh my step God. in <laughs> and bring it home and blake ends up as the super bowl mvp
1: oh imagine i, I don't know what i don't know what i'll do with myself if that happens <laughs> I think either way like i'm a packer now like i'm a packer for life um Sadly, touch all the wood that I have everywhere. If Aaron does leave, um, you know what? I'll be rooting for him as a player and stuff. Mm. Um, but I'm not going to leave my team just to follow kind of a player um, mm. as well. But um, but yeah, I've got I've definitely have everything crossed, um, and you know, I believe in my team. I think we definitely got what it takes.
0: Yeah, I think certainly you all mentioned the players he's got to throw to. I, this is why I think he'll stay because to talk of people like Denver. The Raiders and all these teams that he may go to said, but none of them have the same offense that the Packers do. I mean, he's got Devontae Adams, he's got uh, Robert Tonyan, and he's got uh, Aaron Jones. I think that trio there is better than yeah. any other team that he's been linked to go to. So I do think for that reason, he would stay. That is interesting,
2: think- isn't it? Because they're the, the obvious one. It's a great point you make, Annie. because everyone says, oh, and I know that almost any team would, would try and, do a deal to get Rogers. Right. Nice. I mean, so you might be set at the quarterback position, but are you Mahomes my home set? Are you Lamar set? Or are you, yeah. uh, uh, you know, it's pretty much 27 other teams, in the NFL would, would probably take Rogers if the deal was right. But realistically the teams that are contenders, because you would want a contending team that are desperately uh, or significantly in need of a quarterback far more than others. Who might think mm, actually that price is three first rounders or whatever it crazy deal it's going to be. You know what? I- I- I'll stay put. Denver's the intriguing one, right? Because the defense is strong, uh, and the, you know Judy's there. It's Cortland Sutton's coming back. Like that, I could see, I could see Denver, but I think it would have been done by now, right? I think, I think, I don't, I can't see it this close to to the season. I think it would have been done before the draft. They would have, they would have done it. Also, with the new new front office at Denver, are you going to give up the house, you know, but give up the next three drafts for for you know when you are brand new as a GM? I, I don't know. I don't think you would.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think Percy Denver are waiting for Deshaun Watson. I think they're going to wait, because of the age factor, I think they're going to wait a year, maybe for two years, stick with Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, and mm. I think then they're going to go, hopefully we might do in the future, but I think that the Broncos are primed to go and get him, Deshaun mm. Watson or Rogers next year, um, so I think they're personally waiting for the Deshaun Watson thing to, to ball over, really. Um, yeah, big if
2: there. big could be a long wait.
0: Yeah, Do you think there's in the UK... Someone who sports both the Packers and Tottenham, with the Harry Kane situation as well. How bad is it for the if you're Spurs and Packers <laughs> yeah. fan? Yeah. The Rodgers and Kane. Like, oh oh
2: man, no. what a long six summer. weeks you got. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a great point. It yeah. definitely is. Ash, <laughs> uh, oh. have you
2: got a football team?
1: Um oh god I live in a house divided um so mm. I'm a rugby household mm-hmm. but my sister supports Arsenal and mm-hmm. um, my mum is more of a Chelsea fan and mm-hmm. um, I never really found football or soccer whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it um I will happily support whoever I do have a Chelsea top but I did fall in love with the Tottenham Stadium when I went to the game yeah uh, the NFL yeah. game and um, I never really understood what the you know, what the obsession was with going and doing like stadium tours, like the amount mm. of my friends who've gone to like Barcelona and seen stadium and stuff. And the minute I stepped up those steps and looked, mm. like one look at the new Tottenham stadium, I was like, yep, I get it. So, I mean, that could be my team, um, but who knows? Don't do it Ash,
2: <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> come to, the, come to the, the Olympic stadium. That's, uh, that's a proper stadium.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're now on to our next segment. So I've asked both myself, but also Nat and Ash, we're going to go through our personal top five players in the NFL. Um, so this could be callback, could be anyone on offense and defense. So I'm going to um, let you guys go first. Um, I'm going to go from five to one each. We'll go five and then four then three then two then one. So um, anyone want to go first? Ash, what
2: do you kick off?
1: Oh, okay. So we're doing, so my number five kind of player, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Fab. I'm going to start off with Nick Bosa. Mm. Um having like a little think and stuff. I've got so many players, and it was really difficult not to give you kind of five Green Bay Packers as well. Um <laughs> I'd branch out. Um, but it was a, Definitely a bit of a tough choice actually between Nick and Joey Bosa. Um, but after seeing kind of Nick Bosa, um, you know, he got defensive rookie of the year. Um, you know, I'm kind of really excited to see how he comes back with that torn ACL and, you know, what he does. I think he had just a crazy opening season. Um, I think he got 25 quarterback hits um, and it just that crazy interception as well that he did. Um, you know, he's got so much potential. Going into next year, but you know it's definitely a question of how he comes back from an in, uh, from an injury. Um, but I'm excited about him, and I do play a lot of Draft Kings as well, mm. um, and he's in a lot of my lineups or was kind of last year. So um, I'll be definitely keen to kind of use him again.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: Fantastic. I my number five. So I uh, just to throw out full disclaimer at the top. I have picked my five favorite players right now. <laughs> not necessarily I think these are the five. I think they are amongst Because it's difficult to pick the five best players I, I, it was for me anyway so I started looking at it and yeah, so it's a mixture some of them are, you might say Yeah, okay you are positionally the best player maybe one of the best players collectively in the NFL but I've also thrown in a bit of players that I like so bearing that in mind Obviously, the Miami Dolphins have got a feature. Mike Gesicki is my number one. Oh, <laughs> he's love my favourite player.
0: He's my favourite player. Is he? I, love, is he, yeah, I, love, I don't know yeah, that. Yeah, I uh, love Mike Gesicki. I've actually got. I'll get. I actually bought a
2: jersey for Mike Gesicki. <laughs> you got Gesicki jersey. Oh, good man. I love that. He's yeah, under, underrated. I the jersey. There we go.
1: Oh, beautiful.
0: Yeah, I got it from uh, um, NFL Shop Europe. Yeah, I absolutely
2: love that. I love Gesicki. I I love, love Gesicki too, and I, I, look, I think he's finally getting. Mm getting props although i you know i i think if he's top five top six you know in that kind of uh, list that kind of level of, of tight ends that you probably say fair enough but i think his upside is tremendous this season in particular i think gisicki could really go off mark Sessler, the great mark Sessler, put it best right it was looking up descriptions of gisicki Sessler nails this right he's a six foot six man freak with an enormous catch radius and the physical tools wired for destruction. <laughs> there we go. That's who I want on my, that's on my side. That's who I want uh, in that position. Gisiki you know, is, I, I think, um, it would be, churlish to say he's going to have a breakout year, right? But I think he could be the strongest performer on what is looking like an exciting Miami offense. I think it's exactly what Tua needs. I think it's all-around game at tight end is there love Mike Gasicki, underrated this is his year so he's 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 sneaking in my top five
0: yeah I'm actually I just found the stat now I did this for an article a few months ago where he was 12th overall for all tight ends in receptions fourth in yards I think that shows right. that. well he doesn't get the ball all the time once he gets the ball that's the kind of effect he can Great have stat. on him so yeah yeah I I I love my Hickey. I've got a lot of time for him. Um, sadly for me, no Dolphins players in my top five. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sadly, I, I wanted to put someone like Izzicchi or Devontae Parker in there or even someone like Miles Gaskin. But, um, yeah, yeah. Sadly, and, and definitely not Tua. Um, I wanted to go a bit rogue, but maybe someone like Jalen Ramsey in there because I think he's so good at sort of, you see how many times last season or any season he sort of, Goes up against a top wide receiver and just limits their game completely and they have hardly any yards compared to normal. I think I remember I think it was DK Metcalf. I had my fancy team and he played against the Rams and he got me hardly any points. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah. But I've gone for someone, I've gone for Derrick Henry. I think if he was healthy, if I if we knew how he'd be when he gets back, I may put Christian McCaffrey in his top five, but no one knows how he's going to be when he gets back. So I do think Derrick Henry. Is an absolute machine, he's an absolute beast. I mean, he's probably got the size of a linebacker, the size of a defensive end. He's, he's built that way, but he's running back. And he's just, I think he's just incredible. I mean, one of only eight players to get 2,000 yards in a season. Um, it, when he's on top of his game, there's not many defences that can stop him. I really do think he's, he is that special. So I've gone for Henry as my fifth choice. Um, so we'll go back to Ash. Uh, who is your number four?
1: Oh, my number four. Um, I actually really do love this quarterback, and um, I really wanted this Super Bowl matchup to happen. Um, but in my number four slot, I'm going for Josh Allen. Um, I'm really keen to see what progress he makes again next season with the bills um so i think um i read an article and apparently he's made like the biggest year three progress leap an nfl quarterback has ever made Mm. um and the man is just exciting to watch in any game when he kind of like darts out and just takes the ball for a rushing touchdown i get excited he's great to watch um And it's just nice, like, it is nice to see kind of the progress he has made and the confidence and stuff that he has as well now. Um, So, you know, is his accuracy a bit of an alarming concern? I don't think so. Um, But, you know, he's definitely kind of snuck his way, maybe surprisingly for some people, into my number four spot. Um, But I do like the Bills. I was kind of rooting for a Bills and Green Bay Super Bowl. That was kind of my ideal situation. It would have been great. Um, But yeah, it'll be fun to see kind of what Josh Allen can do this season.
2: Yeah, I love that pick. And it's a great point Ash makes about the progression, because I think that is something that... um... Uh, hasn't necessarily been emphasized enough. Just how much he developed year on year, and that is extraordinary when you think about how far he could go in the ceiling. I mean, I think last year propelled him into top tier status as a quarterback in the NFL, uh, but. I mean, this this because this build side is going to be there again. I mean, this could be he could be a serious contender for MVP. I'll have to talk to Ollie on, <laughs> on Edge Rush, Andy. We'll have to get we'll have to get the MVP discussion going. I think he's in the mix on that. Um, but I love that pick. Um, I'm going to go. As as you mentioned him, I, I, no particular order. This uh, Jalen Ramsey.
0: Hmm.
2: I'm going to have in my top five, and I love Ramsey for all kinds of reasons. As you said, absolute shutdown, no nonsense, and I love those corners in particular. Corners are one of my favorite positions. And I, uh, there are various reasons for that, but not least, I've always been fascinated with the corner receiver head to head. And I uh, interviewed Jalen Ramsey when he was still a Jag, he came over. And I got quite lucky because sometimes as you guys will know, right. You have, um, you have players that aren't necessarily in the right frame of mind for the chat. They might've done 15 interviews already that day. And Uh, and Ramsey hadn't done much media at all and he'd had a really good day out so he'd been out with his mate in London and was in a really good mood and but you kind of figure this could still you know Ramsey he's quite a volatile character this could go either way and he was just completely engaged in it and one of the things we really got into and when players relax like that you can you can really go in lots of different directions uh we talked about deon sanders and the espn documentary about deon sanders uh, which i think is brilliant um not least because it talks about the importance of significance at, at the corner position of being a larger than life character and deon sanders was talking about his alternate persona really that he would roll into when he was playing and the difference between the two and ramsey does the same thing and quite a lot of corners do that so for his swagger that he backs up with play. Um and when I think about who I would put on my team to shut down DK Mack was a great example to shut down an elite receiver, I'd go with Jalen Ramsey all day, every day. So yeah, he, he's got to be in my top five.
0: I think he's a bit like sort of a bit like latan where he actually walks a walk and talks to talk. I think right. he's got clearly a very big mouth and I think he backs it up really with with um with how he performs on the field. So yeah, yeah I was so close to putting him instead of Henry but I, I yeah um that's good because I, I
2: we're both we're, it's win-win because you got henry in and i got Ramsey yeah. in so they both <laughs> made the cut
0: <laughs> talking making a cut number four for me i've gone for travis kelsey i think um I, I wouldn't be taught i think if you told me kittle over kelsey i would not be too annoyed i think that's a very valuable point i think they're both sort of on equal sort of tandem but i do think mm. kelsey just for the amount of receiving yards he gets and in, in in a game, but also the, the matter how crucial he is that offense. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, if he's not thrown to Tyree Kill, he's thrown to Travis Kelsey, and I think Kelsey, the, the size of him, I think he's such a good tight end, and he's just an absolute brute on the field. And I do think that um, when the Chiefs are, are cooking, when their offense is at its best, he's always nine times out of ten, you know, involved in the involved in the in the play. And I think he's off, he's often in the top three or four receivers receiving yards amongst wide receivers. So he's often often topping wide receiver numbers right. for reception yards, touchdowns and all that. So I think he's definitely a bit of a dual threat sort of tight end, we look at sort of his um, blocking his size, but also the amount of receiving yards he gets. So for me, Travis Kelsey is my number four. Um, number three, we'll go back to Ash again. Uh, what is your, who is your number three?
1: I'm going to be joining you. How weird we chose the same player except mine is at <laughs> my number three but interesting fact i only realized um i think last week we have been pronouncing travis kelsey's name wrong for like ever um i watched yeah. this it, it's just a random video i think i stumbled across it um but he said that his surname is actually Kels and not kelsey oh. and that little nugget of information just blew my mind and um, wow. he was just like people just call him Kelsey and he just rolls with it. He's, I think he rolls just, with it. He's just given up on trying to. He's just like, yeah, that's me. But, yeah, but he was just like, no, my surname is Kels, and I was like, oh my, like I felt, I don't, I don't know, just bewildered. I was like, my whole life has been a lie. Um, but yeah, but I completely, <laughs> I completely agree with you. I mean, um, I was actually thinking, you know, do I go George Kittle? Do I go Travis Kels? not Kelsey. Weird nice. Um, I'm going
2: to start rolling it yeah. well Loads of people. I can't believe that idiot got Travis Kelsey's name wrong. <laughs> no, oh, it
1: is. It's Kelsey. Ash told me. But, um, but you know, he, I think the greatest tight end. Um, I mean, I think he mm. got 101 receptions last year from Patrick Mahomes um 1,327 yards and stuff. And I am, um, you know, He's just only going to get better and better. He's so exciting to watch. Like I completely agree with you. Um, I mean, I had to put him definitely in, in my top five. Um, so you know, I'm definitely excited to see what he does with the Chiefs going into next year. Um, and you know, with him, you know, at the helm and stuff for Patrick Mahomes, I definitely think they've got a chance to kind of make the AFC championship game again. Um, you know. So fair play to them. Uh, fair
2: play to Travis Kels as well. <laughs> Travis Kelce. Yes. I, I like Travis Kels too. He's no Mike Gesicki, is all I'm good <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah,
0: laughs> at. Yeah, no, he's, gonna he's Mike Gisicki,
2: no. he, nowhere near. He, they're fired up as well, isn't he? He's been talking how. I mean, I can't think there uh, I think that there are many things worse in the world of sports than losing a Super Bowl. You know, I think that must oh, be. Yeah. I mean, oh man. So, yeah, they're gonna be day one. Let's go. Um, all right, I'm gonna go a bit left field here, I guess, but. Kickers don't get enough love, in my opinion, uh, or certain kickers. Oh. So I'm, going, I'm going Justin Tucker in my top five.
0: Okay. I, I thought you were going Sanders. I thought you were going to go Jason Sanders. <laughs>
2: yeah, maybe. I could have done, could have done. But Tucker for me is uh, a couple of things. Kickers, I don't think get enough love. So uh, I, I'm definitely, or have been pro-kicker for a long time. And in all seriousness, I do think it is ridiculous that um, a player, uh, and I get all the reasons why kickers get hate, but a player that's so pivotal, instrumental to a, a game, a season, a Super Bowl, doesn't get enough respect. Now, I know that the argument is whether, well, you know, much like the way the running backs are going, that, well, there are plenty to go around. So, and yeah, maybe that makes sense. But in the same way that there are running backs and then there's Saquon, right? There are kickers and then there's Justin Tucker. So, Tucker, I love because he's clinical. If I if I had to put my house on somebody making a kick, it would be Tucker without even blinking. But also looking at his teammates, given the fact that kickers, I I really watch this a lot. When how does a how does a team react to a kick and make an important kick? Is it uh, is it everyone? I talk. I've chatted to, uh, OC and J Bell about this. That plays that you would not expect to be kind of in with the, the cool kids in that in that giant side, absolutely were. And in the same way, Tucker just seems to have the respect and be in with uh, with his teammates in a way that I don't think many other kickers are. And I think that's testament to just how clinical a player that he is. So yeah, Justin Tucker, just to emphasize that kickers, kickers don't get enough love and he is the best. <laughs> <in> the
1: <business. laughs>
0: Fantastic. Um, number three, Ash will like this one. Um, he's a callback. He plays in Grease and Gold. It's Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm basically if you had Jordan Love in your top to five,
2: done. that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> some, some hipster, some hipster NFL writer somewhere has got Jordan Love in his top five just for yeah. just for the eyeballs.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah, I don't know whether it was your podcast or someone else's That's where they mentioned that he actually should have won Rookie of the Year because he he inspired Aaron Rodgers to um yeah, be yeah, as good yeah, as he yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah um it. yeah I've gone for Rogers. I think that he there's not many quarterbacks I've ever seen that look as aesthetically pleasing to throw a ball in Aaron Rodgers. I think he's just I think he showed last season his MVP year that he how good he can be, even at the age he's at. And I think that's over the course of his whole career, I think it's an absolute injustice that he's only played in one Super Bowl. I think that a player like him deserves to have been in a lot more Super Bowls than than the same as Dan Marino, the amount of times. Years he played well, and I think Aaron Rodgers mm. really deserves to have won at least three or four rings. Maybe as talented as he is, so I think in terms of you know his the way he throws the ball, um, sort of the numbers he gets every year. And I think that um, whilst it's hard to know whether he will be playing next year, uh, I just think you can't look past Aaron Rodgers. I think he's one of the most talented players I've seen throw a ball, and I think he's just he's just a real sort of in terms of the Green Bay sort of. Environment. He is he is the man. He is the guy that everyone looks to, and he is sort of the he's probably held up in so much so much high esteem. Same with like Brett Favre and maybe even Yanis now in terms of the Milwaukee in general. So, mm. yeah, Aaron Rodgers for me is number three, um exceptional quarterback. So now we're on to the final two. We want to crunch time in this in this list of top five. So we'll go to Ash again for her number two.
1: So my kind of number two and number one slot, um, there's really kind of no difference between them. Um, but of course, um, I am wearing his, his jersey. It is my man, Aaron Rodgers. So I'm very grateful that you picked him too. A lot of love for Aaron. Um, I mean, yeah, his season last year, I mean, I did cry in that NFC Championship game when we lost to Tom Brady. Um, and that's the first time I've actually ever cried in a sporting game it was nuts i was like i'm i'm a fan now this is it i'm yeah. cemented as an american football fan um, Ash, what we're
2: talking we're talking like a, a one tier just kind of rolling down uh, or you're full-on hysterics where were you Um at?
1: kind of a middle ground more heartbreaking mm. and just sad mm. like rather than i just took myself to bed and just you know let myself fall asleep and thought, yeah. you know
2: Wrote some I'm poetry. I'm not
1: going to look at my phone for a week because yeah. I'm going to get a whole bunch of messages from people sending me memes or whatever. Um, but you know, it was a heartbreaking loss. Um, yeah. Actually, I was I was ready for that Super Bowl, but um, but oh my God, Aaron Rodgers! What a phenomenal season he had. I mean, mm. you know, as we kind of said throughout today. Um, the man came back with a vengeance. Um, I think, you know, he had a 48 to 5 kind of touchdown to interception ratio, mm. um, which is nuts. And I think most of those interceptions were sadly in um, the Buccaneers games. And um, so, you know, if, as long as we can maybe just nip that one in the bud and um, it should be fine. Um, but <laughs> Just I'm put hoping-
2: Blake Bortles in for the Bucks games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see what Just happens. We all Blake out, yeah.
1: But um, I do like the fact as well, because I do watch a lot of golf. Um, I did watch the match with um, mm. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Um, so I like the fact that Aaron Rodgers beat Tom Brady. So maybe that means we've got his head a little bit. Um, so, you know, I'll be keen to see kind of what happens this coming season. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, you know, He's definitely my go anyway. I think he's great. Um, so yeah, he's he's definitely as I said, you know, tough call between my number one and number two slot. But yeah, I'm throwing Aaron in there.
0: Um, so in the style of Faulty Towers, don't mention the field goal.
1: No, oh <laughs> my god, no. I'll, I'll be off. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> don't
0: mention that. Let's <laughs> even out. Let's even out. Don't mention it.
1: No. Um, oh God.
0: <laughs> yeah we want you back on the podcast so you will try not to mention it too much <laughs> <laughs> um, and then nat who is your number two
2: my number two uh and remember uh is a favorite player. although he's had a hall of fame career i feel and he's probably coming towards the end of it but i reckon he's got a little bit left in the tank and again i think he's a player that might surprise a lot of people this season is the great julio jones i love julio jones and if uh the justification for Jalen ramsey outside of his innate calibre and ability is his persona and his style and the way he plays the game. I feel exactly the same way about Julio as the diametric opposite. He is understated. When he's in the end zone scoring a touchdown, there's no flash. I don't like a bit of flash from a receiver as well, but he just hands the ball back to the official. Let's go. Just I love the fact he is... It's just another day at the office. There's no ridiculous hype he's just and i love players like that that are just of course, of course i you know not not even that, that even that would be arrogant he's just like yeah what's next let's go so i love him mm-hmm. um seven of the last nine seasons he's had a thousand yard seasons which uh, and significantly beyond that in most cases and the two that he didn't he was injured uh 60 touchdowns he's had in his career he's a phenomenal player elite receiver from day one pretty much and my favorite julio fact is he ran in the combine a 439 40 yard dash, right? Which is pretty speedy. Uh, this was the 2011 combine, of course, the, the year he was drafted. Uh, he had a fractured foot <laughs> when he ran. Wow. His foot was fractured. And Andy, you'll know how much I moan about my football injuries my <laughs> injuries. I'm currently recovering from a broken finger. And uh, I mean, he ran a 4:39 with a fraction foot. The man is a heavyweight. So yeah, Julio, and he will he will be, I think, a big big player this year. Snag snag him in your fantasy lineups. So I'm like Julio this year. Mm. Upside
0: is big, I think. Definitely, definitely, and with Derek Henry as well. What an offense that will be with AJ Brown offense, as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tannehill, Hill, un- another underrated player, former phenom. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Liking that. Big on the big on the Titans this yeah.
0: year. And Tannehill's Hill's doing well better since leaving Miami. So cheers, out Gates. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, that happened. It's, it's the same, it, exactly right. Like, almost okay, I know it's a little bit different for us now, but almost every player seems to get stronger. And in this is the West Ham factor, again, different maybe in the last 12 months, but the amount of players that when they get to West Ham just completely transform the wrong way, you know, and, and vice versa that it just seems to be the same thing historically with Miami and and and, uh, and West Ham, although that is changing now, right? So Lingard coming yeah. and suddenly lights out so maybe it's all it's all changing but Tannehill my god yeah he's a totally different player yeah and
0: in in flowy trust I mean what coach we have there mm. um yeah my number two against similar to Ash I was sort of torn between two players and I think both these players would be adequate number ones um just losing out on number one spot for me is Aaron Donald I yeah. think that he is the best defensive lineman I've ever seen in my lifetime I think he's probably the best of his generation I mean he's had I'm looking at stats now and he's had 85.5 career sacks in uh, six or seven seasons. Only twice has he had less than double digit sacks. Uh, he had eight, nine and 11 and eight and 11, 20.5 in 2018. That's astounding number. And then 0.5 and 13.5. I remember, I think he said in the past that he's not been, the last time he wasn't double teams was in high school. And I think that shows <laughs> how wow. he is.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the fact he's getting all these numbers from not from the edge, he's doing it from the interior position right. as well. I think that shows the force he is. And he's he's an app, the, the size of look at the size of him, first of all. I mean, he's absolutely massive, he's an absolute monster. And I do think mm. that, um, he will go down, I think, as one of the best ever. I, no I think doubt. he's definitely no going doubt. to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think he definitely needs a ring at some point. He, he's he's been too good. I mean, Kelsey came close a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl 53, but I do think that. There's a few players like it, and I think he's one of them that they mm. cannot end their career with no rings. Julio Jones mm. is one of them as well, actually. Mm. They just can't end their careers without a ring. They have mm. to. JJ Watt as well, for that matter. And I do think that, yeah, he is just missing out to a certain quarterback in Missouri uh, for me. But um, we're going to go to your on number ones on this one. Um, Ash, is number one Desmond King?
1: Is it <laughs> Devontae <laughs> Adams? It is Devontae Adams. Yes. Oh my God. I personally believe. And I think there was a poll as well. It came out. He's the best wide receiver currently in the NFL. Um, people, there's obviously going to be people who disagree with me. There are people who are going to want to argue with me about this. Um, but Devontae Adams, oh my God, nobody could touch him last year. Like it was just great to see. Um, oh my God, the game that we had against the Chargers and um, the Rams and everything, just great. Um, mm. Absolutely phenomenal play. Um and I think he put up accumulated, I think it's something like 115 receptions and like over 1,300 yards and 18 touchdown catches. Um, I mean, when I see him open on the field and Aaron Rogers is at the helm for quarterback, I know that that's just a duo. Like it's a match made in heaven and um, like Devontae Adams, he's going to catch a ball that is thrown at him and um, and, you know, he's just great to see. And again, I think, as I mentioned earlier and stuff, he was a player that came in and had a rough kind of first couple of seasons. Right. Uh, you know, he wasn't great straight off the bat. Um, so, you know, somebody like him who can progress to kind of the stature that he's currently at at the moment, he has definitely not reached his peak um you know there's definitely a ton more he can do um and I think you know he's he's ready I think to blow that out of the park and stuff this year with the Packers um so you know I'm so excited as well to see what he can do um and I think you know tough call between him and Aaron um you know from a number one and number two spot um but I'm definitely very happy to have him you know him at the top yeah
0: Stuff, um, and in that, who is your number one player in the NFL?
2: Italy, I can't argue with that. It's a, that's a great assessment, and I think, um, I think he's one of those players that if you take him out of that situation, which is a, obviously a very good offense and an incredible quarterback, and put him in, you put him in Detroit, and hey, Jared Goff. Respect Jared Goff. He could be another comeback player. You put him in, you could put him in Houston. Whoever the hell is going to be throwing the ball to him in Houston, and he'd still put, you know, put up a thousand yards. And you know, he's one of those players that can do it anywhere. Right. So I think it's, it's like a lot of these Alabama players that come through the draft, and you look at the draft, Nick, saying, well. You know, I mean, they have been playing Nick Saban, in Alabama. I mean, well, yeah, that doesn't it doesn't mean they're weaker players. Like, what they, you know, what are you expected to do? And of course, yeah, he's got Aaron Rodgers, sure, but he's still amazing. So, yeah, I'm with you 100 on that. A great shout. Um, mine was Aaron Donald. Uh, so I'll, I'll keep it simple. Just a couple of great Aaron Donald stats because you're right, you nailed it, Andy. So I can't I can't top what you said, but I'll throw in a, a couple of stats that I loved about Donald, courtesy of PFF, actually. Um who always wheel out some good uh, some good deep dives. Uh, Donald had a better pass rush win rate last season against double teams than Shaq Barrett did when one-on-one.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: What? Wow. Uh, and this, when Donald is left one-on-one, his win rate is 35.2%, which is more than six percentage points better than the next best. <laughs> wow. Six percentage points. We're talking about 35. Right. So 20, um, incredible. He is... Uh, he is so good and, and you nailed it Andy the fact he's doing this from the interior my god I remember very briefly um, when the Rams came over and we were doing the game for the Beeb and OS got some one-on-one time with him and you know this is as you know I contractually have to always uh, introduce him as the two-time Super Bowl winner Ose Yumanira who was one of the great players uh, uh, to play the game, and, uh, uh, and certainly one of the great defensive players to play the game, was talking with hush reverence about Donald. And this is OC who worked, you know, with Strahan and Tuck and uh, Antonio Pierce and those those great players in uh, in New York. And he was next le- He's next level. He's next level. So when you're getting praise like that, you listen.
0: Yeah, he's a heavyweight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my number one is someone I did allude to before, Patrick Mahomes. I do think that, I don't think anyone's had a better start to their career than, than Mahomes. Maybe Brady in terms of callbacks, I mean, in terms of but the stats he's put up, as well as the, mm. the two Super Bowl pins in a row, three consecutive AFC Championship games. And I think that there are sort of a lot, he sort of started off this whole thing now where a lot of teams are, getting rookie callbacks they're all saying that they should now rest them for a year because of what Mahomes did and they're saying that obviously that doesn't always work out but I do think that he sort of started off this trend now of teams you know wanting to rest their callbacks rather than putting them in straight away with a few exceptions to maybe Burrow and yeah going on. back
2: to that right I mean that's what Rogers did with Favre right and then, yeah. yeah it's a great point that it just doesn't happen enough and no. what a perfect situation for him because he did that with Alex Smith as yeah. well I mean, what, a, what like the consumer pro right so yeah, yeah.
0: And if you look at obviously, if you look back on YouTube, they got all sort of the draft stuff from that year. And there's a lot of videos on like things like Undisputed, the Hurley, where uh, people are saying that they don't think he's a good enough pick. They thought that, oh, they should stick with Alex Smith while they're getting another quarterback. Obviously, we all seen how he's progressed yeah. since. And I do think that so some of the things you see even in trading before game where he's sort of throwing, throwing balls about. 990 yards and stuff like that and um, just th- th- the way he, I think he's definitely of that breath off sort of mole where he's so enjoyable to watch I mean the, the arm he's got on him is one of the best I've ever seen I mean yeah I mean he's, I think the Super Bowl this year was the first time in his whole career in the NFL that he lost the game by, by double digits I think mm-hmm. he lost all his games by like eight points or less uh, in all the games he's played so far so I do think that what he's got with Tyree Hill is probably going me similar. Looking back at it, it's maybe Montana and Rice. Uh, that sort of punch that they got together is, is electric. Um, and I think that he certainly is, for me, the best player in the league. And I think Donald, yeah, he's on a similar level. But I, I just think Mahomes is just, he's just extra special. He's just, he's just blockbuster, isn't he? He's just, yeah, can't say anything more. I think I've said enough about him. I think that's all I need to say about Patrick Mahomes. He's just, just exceptional. Now they're blockbuster. That is exactly what yeah. he is. He's blockbuster. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and then, do you have time for some questions, Nat? Have you got time for some questions? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, uh, let's do it. I've got a few. Um, I've had a few sort of sent into our DMs. Um, so the first one comes from Ollie Connolly.
2: Ah, here we go. He's going to put me on the spot, probably. He's given me two. Who's your favourite guest on your ESPN show, is <laughs> that
0: his question? <laughs> well, sadly, I've not asked Marek Larwood yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the first question he's given me mm. is, besides London, what is the one place you'd love to see an NFL team relocate to?
2: Wow. What a great question. Um, my God, I've got to be very careful here because I do. And we talked. I think we talked about this on, I talked about it on a pod, maybe recently, or anyway, talked about this on a show recently, uh, that it's massively frustrating. I think for a lot of British NFL fans that everything is always in London and we'll talk about the rationale of why that is. So, um, uh, I think, Uh, my friend and colleague on sky sports for the basketball Kieran Achara would definitely say Glasgow. (laughs) So uh, I, I, I don't know. I I would love to see um, to have a franchise. Mm. I think, and it's great that there are going to be games played there. I think the NFL fan base in Germany is Mm -hmm. terrific and long standing. So Frankfurt, I think um, for fun and games and the NFL Europe connection, Amsterdam. (laughs) I mean, I'd like to see it there at the, a team in Vegas and Amsterdam. I mean, that would be, that would be a hell of a weekend covering that. Um, so, and like Bill Simmons, the great Bill Simmons said about uh, the Vegas Raiders, every game should kick off at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I think the same, Amsterdam gets a team that every game kicks off at yeah. midnight. Uh, so there, yeah, I'll say Glasgow followed by Frankfurt, followed by Amsterdam. There Fantastic.
0: We go. And his second question is, if you have an unlimited, Bezos amount of money to mm. start a content company, focused on US sports, how would you program it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd hire Ollie Connolly, first of all, to yeah. be the brains trust of that organization. Um, I don't know, I think I'm gonna to defer to Ash there because TikTok's very much your platform and that's very much of the moment, right? So what do you think the kind of future of sports content is?
1: Um, Oh God, TikTok's an interesting one. Um, I'm definitely, I might not be as young as I look, um, <laughs> sadly, um, but, um. I think, you know, it's definitely up and coming, especially kind of for like the younger generations. Like I work a nine to five kind of corporate job with a lot of like younger people and stuff in my office building. And it's, you know, TikTok I think is fast becoming something huge where mm. sporting content can definitely make an impact. Um, So like my kind of main thing that I want to do is get new people into the NFL world. Um, It might be from a bit of a selfish perspective, but I just want more people to have a chat with about it, especially kind of like more females and stuff. Mm. Um, And I think I first stumbled across a couple of um, female TikTokers over in the States um focusing kind of on nfl and american-based sports and stuff as well and i just thought you know what can i do that's kind of original and the same mm. um so it's definitely a growing platform um for all ages and stuff as well um but you know something like tiktok i mean yeah definitely um sadly though it is kind of you know just between kind of like 15 seconds now three minute long mm. video so you know you've got to keep it sharp and sharp so yeah. like people yeah. Just so people don't get bored or, you know, scroll away and everything. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting platform and something um, that I think is just going to get even bigger.
2: Um, it's a great yeah. point you make about um, customization. I think that's really, really key. So we, you know, look at, if I take the ESPN show, right. First and foremost, it, it is, is, was, is a pod, but we have active social channels. We put stuff out on those uh, and as you well know, and um And there's a different audience. There's a crossover, of course, but there's a different audience there. And the style of content we're putting out is different. I remember the first year we were at ESPN, we didn't get the YouTube strategy right at all. ESPN were very keen to push stuff out on YouTube, but it wasn't, to my mind, and I've said this to to the the ESPN guys, so I'm not going to get in hot water (laughs) (laughs) for saying this, but it it wasn't considered enough. It was just, let's put out clips from the show. And sometimes they pop because the algorithm or the subject was good, but other times, yeah. And so I think, I think you've got to treat each platform with respect and with, um, uh, with nuance, you know, and I, th- I think that's really, really key. And then generationally, as Ash said as well. So I'm fascinated having two, you know, two um, sports mad sons uh, who are all about YouTube, all about uh, Twitch, uh, have no, you know, for me... They're more, you know. I could be anchoring a game on BBC Television, and they like the fact it's a game, I guess. But they don't really have any association with the BBC other than, uh, you know, other than they know I I do stuff on it from time to time. Whereas when I rock up on somebody's YouTube channel, you know, that's like I was in the Miami Super Bowl. Here's a great example, right? The Miami Super Bowl. We were there with the show week, and it was an incredible week, as the Super Bowl weeks always are. I and mean, we all these you know brilliant guests all week long we were doing a show on the beach it was just nuts and I guess we had a set there and we had these brilliant guests and I was sending my boys back every day look here's me with Bob Miller and here's you know all these and and they you know were obviously like, wow great this is exciting we went to the the zone had a boxing um event that evening which had this British YouTuber fighting one of the mm-hmm. Paul brothers oh, okay. Jake yeah. or Logan Paul right and um and because he was a British YouTuber, there were loads and loads of you. They've flown over mm-hmm. all these influencers, all these YouTubers, British YouTubers, and one of our crew out there was really good mates with a lot of them. And I said, "Oh, you were, you're you're going to make my boys' day if you get one of them to record a message." And they did, and that just—I mean—that has just made their year. The fact that this YouTuber—and no, you know a big following so i'm not being disrespectful by saying this youtuber but the YouTuber is what they out of all of these incredible stars at the super bowl that's what they cared about the most and so you got to pay attention to that that the generational shift and what matters to different generations um if we're talking back to ollie's question about the future then i yeah i think that would be a a big part of it but Mm -hmm. you know we um we definitely bring it back to the espn show which we make for ESPN. Uh, and you know we've got other shows that we're rolling out a baseball show uh nba we haven't got right yet but we will uh be looking at a different format there it's i think in all cases what's our audience who's right for that audience and and what's the platform and how do we change the platform to to put the right stuff out
0: fantastic so our next question comes from at the sj moore's he said to me, sort all one for me and you a little bit, this is, um, is this year make or break for Tua Tungavailoa?
2: I think it is, yeah, which is disappointing to say because I don't feel that that's enough time. It depends on the season, right? I mean, if he completely stinks the joint out, yeah, I think this year of the NFL, you don't get much longer than that as a starter unless you get very, very lucky. Mm-hmm. If, he's say, if he's like he was last year, I think it will be. And, uh, you know, I think he, w- he will be out. And I think that's what I find frustrating that everyone, well, many people already are uh, on his case. Oh, it's too robust. He's played like seven games or whatever it was. Mm. And, uh, you know, a, ha- a handful of games really. And it's difficult, I guess, when you look at other incredibly dynamic young quarterbacks that hit the ground running and it, you know, you always inevitably gonna be compared. Why can't you do it straight away? Like Mahomes did and like Lamar did. and? Uh, and Lamar is amazing, but not the finished article even now, like this far in, you know, into his career. So I hope he gets he really, really uh, stands out. Unless he has a really standout season, I think they'll move on.
0: Yeah, and I think personally, I think we've already seen in the season that's gone how Flores very easily take him out of games. Look at the Denver game. You look at the mm. Raiders game. And I don't think the fact that Herbert was the next pick helps him at all. I no. Think, no. And I think that, in a very, you're right, completely, I think it's a very cutthroat league these days. And I do think that, um, I remember when the Cardinals drafted Murray, and know, saying, Josh Rosen, he deserves a chance and all that. <laughs> do you think they regret that now? Probably not. I think they're pretty, right. pretty happy with that. Um, so I do think that, again, I do think, go back to Sean Watson, I think if he's, if he's available next season, I think that they may go out and get him hopefully, maybe even Rodgers, you never know, but I do think that, um, I think, too, for me, I do get that, yeah, he had that hip injury, and I think it takes a long time Mm. to fully recover, but, for me, he didn't look, he looked too scared to throw a deep ball, he sort of, um, he looked almost like a rabbit in headlights at times, I think he looked um, scared a little bit at times, I think that, it's quite hard to go from that sort of offensive Nick Saban to then go to a team who's Mm. maybe not at the best in the league where he's got probably so used to in his career, in his young career um, sort of having these, having these weapons around him. But I do think that what Mm. we've done, Mary done like Chris career and Stephen Ross have done similar with the Patriots and Cam Newton is that they've given him all the weapons he needs now. Right. so So, if he's got also Jalen Ward or Devontae Parker, he's got Mike Gazicki, the great Mike Gazicki. That's all he needs, uh, right? That's yeah, all he needs. <laughs> exactly. And he have got also like, Miles Gaskin and Sal Salvon in the backfield as well. Um, I do think that we've given him all we can now. I think Flores has shown he's not he's very, very quick to sort of get rid of players. You look at people like Cal van Noy, um, how quick he is to sort of get rid of players. I do think I do mm. think that, yeah, if Tua sticks out of the building, which I unfortunately think he will, mm. um, I think we will move on from him personally. Um, which is sad to see because I think he I would have been nothing more than to be proved wrong. I mean, I get a lot of stick on Twitter from fans when I have done articles where I've sagged him off. I think there's a lot of Dolphins fans who have a lot of faith in him compared to maybe other neutrals who are watching him from a different um point of view. Mm. Um so yeah, I think that I hope I'm really proved wrong. I really hope so, but I, I'm sadly not, not seeing too much, but I do get that it has only been a handful of games. So um yeah i'm very hope. i'm very willing to give him a chance
2: and who doesn't love a southpaw quarterback as well come on I like exactly it. exactly lefty come
0: on we want to see more of him yeah no, it's, it's a def- different isn't it who's that was the last one um it's neither kellen moore wasn't it the last starting quarterback Ellen
2: Moore. yeah yeah, yeah, I think yeah. the
0: last callback to play with a left hand there's a
2: new article for you mate best left-handed quarterbacks in the history of the nfl
0: Good idea, yeah. Call, if
2: you call Carlson, he'll give you loads from the 50s that we've got <laughs> <getting laughs> real deep dive stuff there. <laughs>
0: I'll have to give him a message on Twitter or something. Um, time for more questions? Let's do it. Right, I'm the next one out. Ooh, here's one from Fred from the Third and Gold podcast. He's mm. been on a podcast before. He's asked me, out of the... Top five quarterbacks picked in this year's draft. Mm. Who's going to win the most Super Bowls come the end of their career?
2: Oh, Fred, I love that question. Uh, Um, I'll ask
0: you, Ash, as well on
1: that one.
2: Ash, why do you take that one?
1: Oh, I. I, Oh my god, I have a really controversial opinion, Um, and I kind of take it in all aspects that I have with my life. Um, But I. Oh God, Trevor Lawrence, I think is going to do great. I think he's going to have a phenomenal career. Um, I don't believe he's going to be the best quarterback kind of out of this year's draft picks mm. um, in the long run. Um, I I just have a gut feeling, um, whether it's just, you know, I kind of like to stray away from the crowd and choose somebody else. Um, that could possibly also be a thing. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, not least to say, like, I'm really excited to kind of see him play. Um, fingers crossed these London games do happen because, um, you know, I'm just very excited for that. Um, oh, God, I, that's a tough question, um, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I mean, who knows? If Cam Newton doesn't play, it could be Mac Jones. It could be just a massive underdog um, from, you know, from the... From the draft picks and everything from quarterback. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you guys think?
0: <laughs> I've got a wow. rogue one. i a move one. Well, mine's he's not gonna start for a good year or two. I do not rate this his team's current starting quarterback. He has got a great young receiver, Kellen Mond. I'm gonna I'm gonna put out there. Wow. <laughs> what put
2: put the I want to hear the case for Kellen Mond.
0: Well, I think that he's got obviously Adam Thielen, he's got Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and I think that. For me, the only thing, obviously, I think they need to prove on their defence as well. But I think if they get that right, the only thing they're missing is a good callback. I'm not on the Kirk Cousins fan club whatsoever. So I just think he's going to, maybe similar to Patrick Mahomes in sort of the thing where, you know, he's not, there's also his big experienced figure there. But, you know, they they go with the youngster, you know, they 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 give him a go. And I I think Adam Mond can do something. I'm very full expecting myself to be proved wrong. I do think they're more likely is probably someone like Justin Fields. But mm. um, I just think there's something about Kellen Munn. I don't know what it is. He's probably going to be maybe the next Ben DiNucci, maybe the next... The um, tri- maybe Trace McSorley, the next Trace McSorley. But <laughs> I don't know. I just got a feeling he's going to do something in a year or two. And uh, what do you think mm. now?
2: Oh, God, if only I knew need- I mean, I'm intrigued by... Uh, I'm intrigued by Zach Wilson because I think he went for a number two overall pick kind of under the radar with, obviously... Um, Lawrence ahead of him, and then all the shenanigans with, with the 49ers and Trey Lance, right? So it, uh, he's going into a situation where there's not a huge amount of pressure on him early on, you know. Um, and I, I, I'm sure you can apply that to, to, to most quarterbacks, but, but some more than others, right? I don't, I, and it seems interesting what the Jets are up to. I mean, uh, it pains me to say it, uh, as a Finn, but they seem to be on the right track. I really like what they've done, Salah, and I like, uh, we had, um, we're chatting again this is my memory's like a sieve whether it was on the espn show or another show but chatting um with a new york beat writer quite recently about the jets and yeah things are looking quite reasonably promising there um so he intrigues me i i, I, I don't know i if you look at someone like lawrence and compare him to uh andrew luck which a lot of people have in in many respects and uh, luck was brilliant and maybe the most talented of his generation but the question was how many Super Bowls. so much of that obviously is going to be situations. So Mac Jones, I like as a, as an interesting idea, because if you think the Patriots are going to recycle, you know, dynasty Mark two, whatever that quite looks like, then yeah, he's landed in a good yeah. spot. And that, you know, think, think about Dak Prescott, right. And, you know, and, and players like, and Russell Wilson as well, they landed in uh, as low round picks. They landed in the right place at the right time. And you make a great point on Josh Rosen. He's, done now i mean he might get some crazy second chapter second win somewhere down the line but he's basically a career backup now and he might even just bounce out of the league he'd fall into a different situation we could be talking about him as a pro bowler as a you know uh, so i think a lot of it is down to to the luck of the drawers uh, with the, the the situation you fall into but yeah it's a really fascinating draft class
0: definitely um well we're good for one more question um we've got a lot here so yeah, sorry to anyone who's listening that hasn't had their question answered we will ask them the next time you guys are on um our final question comes from naim surname's not heinz unfortunately uh, he's on our normal he's on our normal podcast of our, of our football soccer chat um maybe he's, he's a former to-
2: spurs player naim
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he
2: listens to the show
0: yeah i mean he's got very good Good goal record, isn't he, in FA Cup Finals?
2: Was it <laughs> FA Cup Final or Cup Final? It was, yeah, you're asking the wrong, yeah, wrong team, but yeah, I'd, I'd block that out every time uh, Every time Spurs win a trophy. <laughs>
0: um, he's basically asked me to ask you, Nat. Um, obviously, we covered this very well in my article I did with you, my interview with you, but if anyone who's listening and hasn't listened to it, he wants to ask me, what made you want to get into presenting?
2: Wow, great, uh, great question. Um... It was, I guess, a combination of um, uh, a few things. Really, I always figured I'd be involved in some kind of performing because it was in the blood. My parents were both actors. I was doing that quite early on, but uh, fell into (laughs) stand-up of all things (laughs) when I was very young uh, and didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really have a game plan for that at all, Um, but really uh, enjoyed it and had a, a. a good run with it although it's I, I often equate it because it feels like a long time ago and I only did sort of four or five years as a stand-up which in the grand scheme of things is not much at all and um, so it's a bit like a college career and I, didn't, and I didn't kind of follow it further but it taught me a lot um not least uh I realized I loved the live environment in particular and um and I also realized much as I enjoyed parts of it and I had a there's a great uh, crew of uh People that I, I started out with, and uh you mentioned Marek Larwood who, you know, was still really tight now. Um, Tom Price, Greg Davis, uh, Rod Gilbert, all of that, uh, brilliant comics, right? And I kind of had a sense that I could hold my own, but I wasn't uh like many of them. And so it wasn't that it was forced upon me per se, but being in uh in that world and, and doing okay in it and getting on and getting an agent, that opened up this world of possibility that I hadn't really considered. Like, well, what do I really want to do? And um i carried on doing a lot of uh, comedy but was pulling away from stand-up a bit more and long story short had the opportunity speaking of the right situation right time uh i was getting thrown at different presenting gigs that i didn't really like The didn't really like it didn't really feel it, it wasn't my, my heart wasn't in it and my agent said what do you know about the uh, nfl and i was like you kidding <laughs> what where, like what do you mean what's what could i do where do i sign and Colin Murray w- who was doing it uh, prior to me on Channel 5 was leaving and so the g- gig came up and I screen tested for it and uh, and did it I uh, got it and the first 30 seconds of that first show I knew straight away this is this is this is what I want to do like I had fun love stand up I'd enjoyed that the acting I'd done but it was this is what I want to do and so I was learning on the job for the first year and probably terrible um but i loved it and um uh, and haven't looked back with it really so yeah i kind of stumbled into it in a way and it was an unconventional journey there but the moment i started uh rolling with it it was yeah I'm, I'm home
0: yeah And if you want a good laugh if you're listening to this so be sure to check out um type in on youtube philip sender ask joey barton and you'll get a good <laughs> involving that <kid. laughs> oh
2: yeah that's funny that uh, someone was telling me uh, actually a a a a mate of mine who's at ESPN was working with Kelly Cates yeah. the other day and because Kelly was doing the um, yeah. Euros for ESPN in the US right and, uh, and they've been reminiscing about that yeah that was a show I did with her back in the day yeah. and that was a, yeah, it's that a was classic a clip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Love that good size but you know, I've been you know really lucky with um, with the different things I've been able to do and um, and people that I work with you know both sides of the camera or the mic and uh, I never uh, underestimate that, how much of a privilege it is to, to do that, to, yes. to talk about things that I love for a living, right? That's a, that's a, a blessing for sure. So, yeah, I, I had to put up with lots and lots of painful deaths, in rooms above pubs in front of 14 people to get here. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was worth it in the end.
0: Definitely, it all worked out in the end. Um, So, yeah, that concludes our podcast uh, for this week. We will hope to have both of you back on again at some point. Thank you so much for your time, both of you.
1: That's it's been a real fun. pleasure. Pleasure.
0: Um, and, yeah, um, thank to you see again. You.
1: Nice, to, yeah, nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Um, it has been beautiful. I feel yeah. as if we've known each other years. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's yeah. a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> You know, I think me and Ash will be trying to arrange something for a while now, won't we? So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's nice to um, finally get this get, get this going. So, yeah, um, I want to thank you Nat. I want to thank you, Ash, for being part of the podcast. Uh, we, we will be back in a few days for our weekly football podcast, Um, so check that out as well. But we will be back soon for another NFL special. So, yeah, I've been Andy. This has been Nat, and that's been Ash. Take
2: care. Good to see you.
1: Bye.